is brilliant. It's a hero maximum. And the ground, down the ground, another hero maximum. Welcome back to your Cricket World Cup wrap-up part four. This is the Maximum Cricket Podcast. My name is Munter, with me is Jacko, and today it's the tale of two fortunes. On one hand, you have a side like India who look imperious. Rohit Sharma is becoming an immortal at World Cups. South Africa, they are trending also. Dukok, back-to-back hundreds, top of the table. Will they choke? Sure. But right now, they look like general <laughs> contenders. And on the other side of the corn, you have a couple of minnows in Afghanistan and Australia just battling to stay competitive. I mean, at least to Afghanistan's credit, they have passed 200 twice. In all seriousness, we are going to do a very big deep dive on what the fuck is wrong with Australia. But first, Jacko, it's been a minute. Your thoughts on the World Cup as a whole so far. The contenders are just starting to separate themselves a little bit. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, uh, for whatever reason, Aussie, you know, we thought they'd pull it together. Uh, they're yet to do it at this stage. So um, they're firmly sort of falling out of that contender bracket. I think um, I found it pretty hard to leave them out of the top four, but now I'm finding it pretty hard to keep them in the top four. So um, that they've definitely been the early sort of surprise. Um, I mean, I know you've got some sort of stuff that maybe we should have seen this coming. But, um, yeah, that, to not score 200 at two efforts, um, especially with how good of the side they, they should be and, and they could be, um, has been a, been a big shock. I think India flexing some muscles early. Um, New Zealand flexing some muscles early. The two big dogs at the World Cup, um, you could say. Uh, and then, you know, then the tear down. England, South Africa just showing some fight. I think Sri Lanka... So I think they've shown a wee bit too, um, scoring quite a few runs, but not not been able to um, back up the ball. And then, yeah, Pakistan sort of rounding out nicely. So a um, few surprises, a few sort of favourites starting to just, you know, maybe hopefully find the form at the right time and, and not peak too early. But um, a few shocks in there as well. So it's, it's setting up to be a good tournament and a good later later stages of the group stage as well, which is, which is always good when it's, you know, you get that must-win cricket three sort of semi-finals yeah i think what's what's quite interesting about this world cup and in india in particular is not the organization because it's dreadful uh but one of the good things is probably like there's a different range of conditions like yeah it's not like they, they are talking about this world cup as a bad as world cup there's like a record amount of hundreds we're probably going to have the most hundreds at a world cup ever um there's no doubt, but there are there are some tricky pitches. Like obviously, Australia have played on some really difficult pitches to start with, a lot of spinning wickets, and then you get um, Australia, uh, sorry, South Africa and uh, Pakistan have played on some really flat ones. So I think uh, India played on a real flat one against Afghanistan, where 270 felt uh, well under par. Whereas if that was at Chennai, that's uh, probably over par. So um, sh- should we? Um, so we get stuck into India, Afghanistan, the Jacko, because um, there's been there's been some good cricket. We will talk about the bad cricket with uh, Australia later on, but um, yeah, wanna wanna talk about India. Um, just a wee summary of, of their match against Afghanistan. Um, real statement sort of game. I know it's Afghanistan, um, not to patronise Afghanistan, but um, it's a facts are facts. It was Afghanistan. They were supposed to win, but a statement was made. Um, Afghanistan batting first, a little bit of strife at 63 for three. To their credit, they fought back to 
probably not only get parity, but I would say in a position of strength at 184 for three, still 16 overs. So, you know, 300 plus still a real option. Uh, Shahidi, the skip made 80. Omazi made 62. But Jasper Bumrah, he's just showed his class. Um, such as his class that he takes wickets at the top, also at the end. Today, no different. Three of his, three of his four for 39 off 10 were in quick succession. Um, at the, at towards the end to slump Afghanistan to 235 for seven. Rashid Khan and Majeep uh, whacked a few to get through to 272 for eight. Um, such was that Delhi wicket. Um, that was very, very flat. Um, felt like 300 was probably par. Um, so 270 odd, probably 30 short. Um, although looking at the way India batted, probably 200 short. Um, because <laughs> India were on something. Uh, Rohit Sharma. Absolute fire. Just a pleasure to watch this man bat. Um, smoked 131 of just 84 rocks. Him and Kishan put on 156 and just 18 overs to basically put the game to bed. Coley chimed in with 55 red, uh, but it was obviously the Rohit Sharma show. Uh, you bowl short to the man, you're fucked. Uh, you pitch it up, you're also fucked. Five <laughs> massive sixes as he passed Chris Gale to become the man with the most sixes in all of international cricket. Um, hell of a stat that. Um, Jacko, your your thoughts, yep. your biggest takeaway from that Indian-Afghanistan game? Um, yeah, I mean, you spoke about them both, probably my two biggest takeaways. I think one is, is Bumrah, and I think his time out of the game, he sort of forgot how like, just genuinely talented he is. Um, I mean, he he sort of made his made his bread early by having that sort of devastating Yorker and, and the pace and the awkward action um, and, and that ability to bowl really well on flat wickets, which I think is actually like a skill and a, and a stringier bow that some quicks just don't have. Um, so, I mean, what he's adding to their attack, you just sort of he almost, not an afterthought, but, you know, it was that like, oh, okay, Boomer's sort of back in this in their side, that'll help. But actually, yeah. like he is a he is like, especially in India as a quick, he's probably like one one of one or, or one of two or three in the world. So, I mean, Bumrah's backing in a big way, um, which makes India even more daunting. And yeah, I think I think we t- you touched on Rohit as well. And I mean, there was the Ishan Kishan, the Shubman Gill, all these like rising stars. But you you do forget, not forget, but it, it does slip a little bit under the radar how fucking good Rohit Sharma is. I think he, he sort can, of can reminds I rattle me off, a little Can I rattle off some stats for you? Can I rattle off some, some Rohit yeah. stats? Because I think, oh, I I think you're right on, on Rohit because he, he, is, he is often probably underappreciated a little bit in this era. Like maybe it's because he's, he's in the same era as Coley. He's played with Coley. But, you know, let's, yeah. let's, let's just rattle off some stats for you um, in one-day cricket because I believe he's an all-time great. 10,243 runs at an average of 49 the only players uh, with more runs at a higher average in world cricket ever is MS Dhoni and Virat Kohli. 31 one-day hundreds, third all-time behind Kohli and Tendulkar. Three double tons, the most all-time, including the highest one-day score of all time, 264. Uh, more than Australia's uh, first two games combined, half uh, together, I should say. Um, Rohit's 100 Came off just 63 balls, the fastest by an Indian at a World Cup. 
Speaking of World Cups, this was his 700 at a World Cup. This is enough to pass Sachin Tendulkar for the most hundreds at a World Cup. Tendulkar had 645 innings. Sharma has 7 and 19. Um, I mean, it's just like, I, I've, I think if I was doing it uh, at all time, one day 11, he's in it for me. Yeah. He, he, he is opening. I don't know who's opening with him, but he's in it. Yeah. I think I think it's like some really interesting stuff for for Rohit. He sort of, and he is a better version of, but he sort of reminds me a little bit of like the Indian version of Amar Guptil. Yeah, in a way, like Guptil was sort of in the Kane and Williamson and uh, Kane Williamson, Ross Taylor, McCullum, that sort of era didn't have the 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 Red Bull success. Which I mean, Rohit's probably had a a better Test career than than Guptil. Um, yeah, not yeah, maybe but, the last six years but, or so. Yeah, yeah, but not like not a resounding like no. he's one of India's great test players. But like it just just reminds me of that Guptil career a wee bit where his like his dominance is is overshadowed by some other great players and, and not being a three format player. But when you just look at like when you just look at Guptil as a white ball opener, he's elite. He'd be probably one of New Zealand's best ever. And I think Rohit, when you look at it, he's one of the game's best ever. So. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, seven seven hundred and nineteen World Cup gigs. I mean, he's averaging thirty three if he gets a duck every other time, which is which is quite something, really. So um, even more than that, actually. So yeah, just just phenomenal stuff. And you know, maybe we do do an all time one day list to to wrap up the World Cup. But he's a he's a shoe in for that. He's a shoe in for team of the tournament already. So one of the greats, really. He's just so like easy on the eye like everything just looks yeah. so effortless but he actually hits a massive ball but he can also play some beautiful shots like his I think what's because when you thought think about the best pull shot ever quite often it's it's obviously Ricky Ponting but that row hit pull shot is a little bit closer than you think like there's probably yeah. going to be a lot of players uh, people growing up in this area going row hits pull shot is my favorite and it's yeah. it's and I think it's sexy. The, the ease at which he's got that power too. Like it doesn't look like it's yeah. effort. It doesn't. It's not muscle. Like I remember that first double hundred he got and watching the highlights. And it, he was on like maybe eighty after thirty six overs or like barely a hundred when he got that two sixty. And it's like you sort of watch it and you're like, fuck, there's not many overs left. Am I watching like these highlights or have I, have I got the next game or the game before? And it's just mm. like. All of a sudden, it's one fifty off buckle, and then it's two hundred. It's like he's just got that that effortless power to him that um, that yeah, not not many guys do. A lot of guys are bullies, but he doesn't seem to be a bully. But it's still going the distance, and it's still going the distance at pace. So yeah, one hundred percent. Um, um, can we take can we take anything away if you're an Afghanistan fan? Like obviously, they've just been rock and rolled by the tournament favourites. Um. You know, they were they had their moments. Like two hundred and seventy is is not is not nothing. Um, they no. obviously potentially could have got a bit more, um, but do they just sort of do they just sort of what are that what do you reckon they can take away from the side? Like, are, are they are they tracking in, in the right direction? Yeah, I think I think they can take a bit away. I think you know, on track for three hundred is pretty pretty good against this Indian side. Better than Aussie could muster. Um, Sort of a, a different look at obviously flat, so you you're gonna want to probably probably push on. But I think if they if they use that and they can beat you know 
either Bangladesh or Sri Lanka or or even tip up one of the other sort of big nations. Like maybe they get on a roll early and skew to Africa or, you know, the if they can build off it, it's it's a great building block for their World Cup. But if they just are a team that, you know, looks like they might get a score every game and doesn't and lets another team chase it easy, then they probably are like, well, we're still just undercooked and we're still not mm. ready for that sort of level. But, um, I mean... If they if they keep playing this way for the rest of the World Cup and they, and they use it as that stepping stone, I mean they can they can take some real strides and you know look to be a, a top seven eight nation at the next World Cup, not a you know sneak in and at nine or ten sort of thing. Hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, uh, if you are not a fan of Australian cricket, you're probably going to really enjoy this next sort of 15 minutes or so. Um, you know, let's let's dissect the carnage that was Australia versus South Africa. Um, as South Africa smashed Australia by 134 runs, Australia won the toss, and Pat Cummins and all his experience as a one-day captain admitted he had no idea what to do, and then he chose to bowl. Um, the pitches have been uh, very flat, and I don't think Lucknow was one of them. Uh, having said that, South Africa put on 108 for the first wicket, 50 for the second, and at one stage, 190. At one stage, we're 197 for two off just 34 overs. Quinton de Kock, uh, we spoke about Rohit, how like elegant he was. He was de Kock's in that same mould, um, helps being a left-hander. Um, 109 off just 105 balls, his second 100 in, in as many World Cup games. Australia sort of managed to pull South Africa back to 311 on a on a difficult pitch, but, you know, chasing 300 on that pitch is always going to be tough. Uh, Australia's best bowler, Glenn Maxwell, two for 34 off his 10. Um, Australia dropped six catches in the innings and have a success rate of 54% in catches in the first two games. That is elementary stuff. Um, But uh, with the bat, they, they needed a quick start and they got quite the opposite. Marsh, Warner out early. Marnus and Smith, they steadied the ship. Steve Smith actually looked... Very, very nice. Uh, as he climbed into two boundaries off Rabada's first over, four balls into uh, Rabada's spell, he had figures of none for eight. Four overs later, he had figures of three for 15 off five as he got the wicket of Smith, questionable LBW, Joss Inglis with a seed and Stoinis strangled down the leg side. After that, Australia 90 off for six, just playing for net run rate at that point, all out for an embarrassing 177. Uh, I tell you what, Jacko, uh, this Australian side has lost their last four World Cup games, seven of their last eight one days for a country with so much success in this format at this tournament. It's uh, it's a disgrace. There's no doubt about it. What, what do you thought? What's your takeaway? Yeah, I, I mean, we'll dive into a couple of things, but I just want to touch on that net, net run rate you talked about there. I think at a World Cup, it's it's fine to um, it's fine to lose within that sort of top six. If you, if you win, you're probably going to win three or four of the top six games, plus beat up the minnows pretty well. But if you're getting dominated by other other contenders, you're fucked. Like they can't get their snip run right back. Like that um, already might be too far gone. Mm. Well, that's obviously saying a lot. They could put four hundred on the Netherlands and bowl them out for a hundred, do the same to someone else. But if they don't, this World Cup already might be over for Australia. And it's just like a, you know, it just shows that 
staying competitive, even if you're losing, is just such a massive thing in tournament cricket. Um, so, yeah, that that, that net, non, net run rate is a scary sort of big daunting number that Aussie's going to have to to fight through because they're not going to just have to win from now. They're going to have to win really well. Um, and, it, and as you said, they've got no form to back it up. They seem to be at odds at a few positions. Um, the last thing they wanted for this game was, you know, drop carries a bit out of form and uh, Ingles have to go out and face Kogiso on a heater and, and get skittled with a seed. So, um, yeah, there, there's some concerns for Aussie, I think, some real concerns. I don't know, don't know what the order's doing. You're dropping your keeper two games into the World Cup. Um, yeah, captaincy, bowling, bowling first was never the option. Um, so, yeah, so, some big question marks coming out of it, these first two games for Aussie. Um, and Africa definitely answering some people's questions. Uh, maybe they've had the TMC podcast on in the sheds, just really questioning the status, <laughs> you know. Um you don't need number seven and eight if your top six is going to score runs. So this is looking like a flat flat world cut potentially. So they might just have the formula, but t- time will tell for Africa um, because we, we probably didn't question their top order or their bowlers. It was it was what was in the middle. So we still haven't seen that from them. But um, yeah, some concerns for Aussie and some and some promising signs for Africa coming out of last night. Yeah, I mean, I do want to give South Africa some flowers because we obviously. Uh... I'm not quite going to think, take humble we, pie, but yeah, I, I don't will, think we bagged them. I just said not we, quite, it. we We definitely I mean, have our concerns, which still could come to fruition. But yeah, like they lose, they lose three early, and they're they're in trouble. I do believe, but if they if they bat this way, they'll be fine. But if they lose three early in the semi final, they're fucked. Yep, I would agree. I would agree my with takeaway. That. I would agree with that. And um, yeah, before I give out some flowers, I would like to just pile on Australia. Um, you like to chuck them I, on a grave. Because I, yeah, <laughs> like piss on it a week, like piss on the grave and all sorts, like just kick them while they're down. Because honestly, this has been a long time coming because Australia just yeah. quite simply do not give a shit about white ball cricket. And they haven't for a very, very long time. Since the last World Cup in 2019, they played 19 one days. Um, their white ball captain, Aaron Finch, retired a year ago. Uh, instead of um, thinking about the World Cups ahead, and replacing Aaron Finch with a white ball specialist, um, you know, a Maxwell, a Warner, someone that demands selection. They actually replaced him with their third best seamer in the format. Um, not, and, and, and it's not, I don't think that's an outrageous take because Mitchell Stark is the fastest ever uh, bowler to 50 World Cup wickets. Josh Hazelwood is the number one ranked one day bowler in the world. And they've asked their third best seamer to lead lead them to a World Cup in India, where quite often you only need two seamers, so they have to play three seamers. Like, and that's and to make matters worse, that player is their Test captain as a bowler. Um, so just this year, Pat Cummins and and the Australian side they've had to prepare for the following: they toured India for four Tests in February, they played a three match one day series following that, where Cummins didn't play. The IPL started, Cummins barely played. In June, they had the World Test Championship followed by five Ashes Test matches, all in England, six tests in about seven weeks. Again, Cummins captain, played every game. They toured South Africa for three T20s and three one-dayers. Cummins didn't play. 
Then after that, they played India in a 3-1 day as pre-World Cup. Cummins was rested after one game. So the whole year, Cummins has probably played one, maybe two one-day internationals. Has, has My question to you, Jacko, how far down the pecking order do you think this World Cup was for Australia and Pat Cummins? Um, and why the fuck have they not got a white ball captain and coach? <laughs> like what? What are they like? This is like, they deserve this. Do you think they forgot about it? Oh, do, do you think it's an afterthought? Do you, do, you, do you think that? Do you think they got to? What are we now? October. Do you think they got maybe three games into that Ashes series and went fuck? The World Cup's way closer to the end of this series than we thought. Mm. Uh, we don't have a white ball captain. We don't have a white ball coach. Fuck it, Paddy Cummins has been all right. He looks good in that blazer. Maybe we just chuck him in there. <laughs> like it, it, it actually just sort of feels like everything for this Aussie side was that Test tour to India, that the the Test World Championship, and getting that Ashes back or keeping that Ashes in England. And, and it just feels like that was Aussie's sort of pinnacle for the year. Um, and, and I mean, look, I'm not going to blame them for that because that is one of the best tier series I've ever been a part of, ever seen. So fair credit to them. But yeah, it does feel like they might have forgotten about this World Cup. Um, you see it in, I mean, the test players don't play in the big bash. And I mean, I know it's T20s versus one days, but, you know, they, they constantly prioritise test cricket over white ball cricket, except when it's time for a big dance. And they send these guys who are underdone in the format off to off to play in these tournaments that as you said Cummins has played what one white ball game at international level in the last eight months potentially like you're underdone in the format and you're going in and, and it's a big ask especially in India so um yeah maybe they did just forget it was a World Cup year maybe they had it down in 2024 <laughs> <laughs> um yeah okay um right South Africa um, so we, we've obviously sort of touched on them and, you know, I, I'll definitely, you know, we'll bring it up in more take. I mean, I've, I've brought it up in a previous episode. I think I probably shouldn't have had them seventh in my power rankings. I think that's <laughs> obviously a miss at this point. And I think, I think well, we, we have like having Janssen at seven, is still going to be a problem at some point they're going to lose early wickets, but if they've got enough people in that top six and that top six is, is red hot and it is really good to cock back to back hundreds. Um, you know, it's if if they can stay in form and tournaments are about form, then I don't see why they can't get a roll on. Um, will they choke in the semis? Sure, but you know, at the at the moment they've still got they've 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 taken a lot of boxes. They've probably got uh, apart from India who have no flaws. South Africa probably have the like the least amount of flaws. Potentially, like they've just got one yeah. glaring flaw, which is like seven and eight. But apart yeah. from that, they've got one of the best top sixes. They've got a really good new ball attack. They've got two quality spinners. Um, they're just missing like depth in their batting. But if their top six is scoring runs, it probably doesn't matter. No, a hundred percent. And I think I think what we're seeing earlier is you can probably split split the rankings out even more. You've got India who are a juggernaut. They're at one. You've got contenders with flaws, which is probably us, England and Africa, potentially Pakistan as well. Mm. And then you've you've got the rest, it, it seems. So, um, yeah, 
as we said, if it's these but wickets are going to be this good and it's going to be this flat throughout the tournament, uh, Africa's recipe might just work. They might have fucking hit the nail on the head um, and they might be sweet. But as we said, like Wood gets his tail up in a semi-final or Bolt gets it to swing early and, you know, they're two or three or, or four in the power play and Jansen's got a bat for 20 overs to get them something competitive. Can they do it? Not sure. Will they need to do it? We still don't know. So um, there's a question hanging over them, but until it's, you know, until it's asked of them, you can't write them off and and they're playing some fucking good cricket. So hats off to them to start. It's been nice they had Norchie though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's who misses out. Probably, um, that's the man. It's still a good attack. Like it's probably. Yeah. Needy. Like it's still. Yeah. Tough yeah, for anyone to miss out, but I mean, I, and I think you forget how good Kagiso is some days, don't you? Like, Nordy just gets his the, tail up, eh? The, yeah, Nordy's got the speed gun, and Jensen's got the height. Kagiso is one of the premier seamers in the world, so well, that delivery he, he seems to bring it in all formats. Oh, yeah, and he, he's someone that does bring it in all formats, regardless of, of where it is. If he's tail up, it, it's unstoppable, so. Um, it, it seems to be the recipe. Have a good top order, have a good nasty and some good spinners, and you're gonna you're gonna play well at this World Cup. So they're doing it for now. One hundred percent. Right. I should do should we do some worst takes. Um, mm-hmm. This is this is a segment where um, we as a panel we sort of we watch the games, we listen to the commentators, uh, we hear their takes, we hear their uh, statements, uh, we scour the internet, uh, people. Uh, make takes, they make opinions, and we sort of keep the receipts a wee bit, and we just sort of call people out here. This is our wee window, ten fifteen. Uh, this is our five minute window where we uh, just have a real go, just have a real go at some people. Um, safe environment, of course. What stays and what happens at worst take stays in worst take. Um, but um, I've got a couple of nominations, not as many as the last one, um, just a couple of little ones. Uh, just yeah, NASA is saying on comms, uh, just a little correction for mine. Uh, Decock, uh, just runs the ball down to the third man. Uh, yeah, yeah, Decock sort of runs, uh, runs the ball down to the third man. And NASA is saying, says that Decock is off the mark straight away. Um, NASA, that was actually his second ball, so it can't be straight away. Straight away is the first ball, like just you know. Come on, um, yeah. I, I mean, think just a quick, just an easy change to off the mark early, and you're yeah. you're, you're scot free, aren't you? You've sort of yeah. got ten balls, Grace, don't you? If you well, maybe not ten. Let's say five balls early if it's and he's yeah. off the mark early, but yeah, you know, uh, straight away, straight away. Some, did Nessa have a similar one when we played England and someone got some runs? And they're like, oh, that'd be good for him to get his first runs in international cricket, and he played like four tests, oh. four games. Was that Nessa? One. Oh, might have been Nessa. Fuck. Yeah, Na- it was like NASA, England. England's a bit like uh, nothing hap- happens unless it happens against England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Not, not not a great one, but you know, just a wee, just a tweak, NASA, and you'll be okay. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. I'm sure he's a big big listener. Um, We're here to help, obviously. Yeah, I've got here. Uh, I'm going to put the. Um, I mean, I sort of already did, but the Australian Cricket Board on blast for making Pat Cummins a one day captain. <laughs> Hasn't really panned out that well. Um, and lastly, um, 
Well, sort of, this is this is probably me and you, but I've got myself here for um, saying that Zampa has a chance to win the player of the tournament. And so far, he's taken one wicket in two games and he's going at sevens. Mm. Um, yeah. That's it's still, yeah. still time to turn it around, but it's not looking too likely. I mean, things were ominous for the pod when I, I think I might have ranked him as one of the best spinners in the world in white ball cricket and he went on to go for 100 the next game. Mm. Um, so. I mean, if anyone's got any real big tasks they'd love to push out, um, any trains they need to stop, maybe just let, let me know how good they're going. I'll tip them out and uh, <laughs> they'll come to a screeching halt. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see this coming for Zamper at all. Like, if, just, just to touch on it, I mean, I'll probably stand by what I said at the time is that he was one of the best white ball spinners in the world. He's got a great record against Coley. He's sort of an integral part of that white ball side. But, yeah, for, for whatever rhyme or reason, if it's it's, it's unexplainable, really, because he, he was right up there with your Rashid Khans and um, that sort of level of, of league spinner, especially in, in white ball cricket. So, um, yeah, put that on the pending worst takes because he could come back. But, uh, yes, it's not looking good for the boys early. No. No, it's not. Um, anything else, uh, Jacko? Any any other takes you want to throw out there? Uh, my take for Aussie to make the top four is not looking great. No, no. I mean, my take for Australia to miss out. Uh, yeah, when I said looking I, good. Yeah, looking good. Yeah, that's yeah, so I'm happy. Well, with I mean, that. I had. I think I might have had New Zealand out of the top four, and they look like they could be the second best side of the World Cup. So, uh, what I'm happy to be wrong about, though, I'll put. I'll say that. Yep, no, fair enough, fair enough. Righto, okay. Let's uh, let's wrap up. It's um, we're, we're it's almost self spray that actually, isn't it? Yeah, that's that. Sometimes that's what it, what it's about, really. Just calling yeah. ourselves out. Um, we are just of course honesty. the MSN. We are of course the MSN of cricket podcasting. Um, <laughs> exactly. That's 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 what we do. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's us. That's us for today. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please do chuck us a like, chuck us a subscribe, leave a comment, rating, review, all that. Um, it just helps the show get pushed. Um, that's that's what that's the cold hard truth of it. Um, these platforms it pushes us, reaches new audiences. So if you like what we do, that's the best way to support us. Um, Jacko, always a pleasure. Um, up the caps tonight. Uh, big game, India, Pakistan, big Saturday game. night. And um, yeah, we'll catch up soon. Great weekend for cricket. Get around it. Up the All Blacks. Up the Black Caps. <laughs>